Welcome to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast, where sexual taboos around sex and motherhood are broken. I am Tilly Storm. I'm a holistic sex and intimacy coach, a jade egg, and a tantric sex teacher. And I work with high-achieving moms to have epic sex and pleasure in the bedroom and beyond. If you struggle with lack of desire and energy for sex, getting out of your head. If you don't know what you want or like sexually, or maybe you're just curious to know what the nervous system, somatics, and embodiment practices have to do with your sex life and your experience of pleasure in the bedroom and in your day-to-day life, I want you to download my private podcast training, Five Days to Epic Sex and Pleasure for High Achieving Moms. Be sure to put in the www.tillystorm.com forward slash five day training to download that free training today. If you're enjoying this content, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app, and please leave us a five-star rating and review to help spread the love. Welcome back to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast, my loves. It's Tilly, and today we're going to talk about energy sex. Energy sex is this whole idea that not everyone is really concerned about the whole societal narrative around penis and vagina sex, that sex can be so much more than just genitals touching each other, right? The whole idea of energy sex is about understanding and owning that some people are just energetically wired, that some people are very attuned to their sexual energy, to moving energy in their bodies and in their partner's bodies, or maybe even not their partner, but You know, if you're a Reiki healer, for example, as Eve was, who you're going to hear from in just a few moments, she's very much an energetically inclined person. And when you talk about that in terms of your sexuality, it can be very confusing. And this is because we do not have a lot of knowledge, education, or any examples of what really owning your energy, your sexual energy, even looks like in the bedroom. So I want to share with you a sensually embodied woman graduate, Eve, who is a Reiki healer and who has access to her energy and her body and who's very attuned to these sorts of things. You, know, you might call them woo-woo or whatever, but I'm sure a lot of you listening to this podcast, you know, you probably get it too, um, because you might also be very energetically inclined. And Eve went from feeling that she, you know, maybe it was something wrong with her sexuality that, uh, she didn't have desire in the way that she thought she was supposed to. She wasn't having sex as frequently as she thought she was supposed to, or that was healthy for her relationship. And she thought that there might be something wrong, that maybe there is some sort of, you know, chemistry or lack of attraction with her partner. And through her time in this program really came to understand and discover that actually she's just turned on by different things than what society tells us that we should be. And also discovering that her partner was too. So them both being energetics, you're going to learn a lot about what it's like for these two to have discovered and fully owned their energetic erotic nature. So I'm super excited for you to learn about them and to hear their amazing story. Also want to let you know and remind you that we have a new group of centrally embodied women starting March 31st. So March 30th is the last day to book your call and to apply for this ground of the program. We have four spots available. A couple spots have already, we have had book calls booked for them already. So I am going on a vacation and doing an ayahuasca retreat in the jungles of Colombia uh, this upcoming week. 
So you can either get your call booked in right before I leave, or you can wait last minute until after I get back on the 28th to do a call with me to determine if this is the right program for you to reach your goals around your sex life and your relationship. So I encourage you to check out the website, www.tillystorm.com forward slash sensually dash embodied dash woman. And if you resonate with uh, what Eve is sharing with you today, then just know that this is absolutely a place where you will be supported and learning to attune and to uh, learn what are the tools and practices and techniques that you can use to really own your pleasure and own your sexuality in the way that it works for you. So have fun and I hope you enjoy. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast. It's Tilly, and I have a guest, Eve, with us today, who is a graduate of the Essentially Embodied Woman program. Hello, Eve. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Tilly? I'm wonderful. So good to have you join us this morning and share with us all about your transformation and experiences in this program. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell us just a little bit about yourself, about your life, anything that feels good for you to share. Yeah. Um, I'm Eve. I am a mum of two and living with my partner. We've been together for 13 years, I think. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Living in the UK, but I'm originally from Canada and I've got my career as a teacher, but also currently sort of changing careers, you know, at the age of 40. I'm in that stage of life where um, it's not quite a midlife crisis, but you know, where you sort of question everything and think, what is it that I actually want? So that's sort of the stage I'm at. And, you know, life is, life is good. Life is comfortable, but, uh, I'm pushing myself to have more than just comfortable. Yeah. Sort of mean a nutshell at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it when women don't settle for just like, okay. And, and good, you know, um, and of course that requires getting out of the comfort zone and doing some things you've never done before, like what you did here. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, that leads us to that. What led you here to be working with me in this program and receiving this type of support around your relationship, around your sexuality, your intimate life? Oh, where to start? Um, for years and years, there's that reality or the realization that for me, sex didn't matter. It was take it or leave it, preferably leave it. And uh, it was just, um, yeah, I just, I didn't enjoy sex the way sort of you, I thought, or I think everybody else did and does the way sort of mainstream media makes it. There was just something that seemed to be missing. So I had the idea that there must be something wrong with me. I must be doing something wrong. Uh, You know, maybe I'm, yeah, there's a missing link somewhere. So it, it didn't bring me pleasure. It was just sort of an inconvenience. Something I did because I, you know, we tick the box, make the partner happy, or it's just because that's what you do in relationships. You know, we sort of, my partner and I, we knew that there was something sort of wrong, that it was um, sort of the elephant in the room. And I still don't even know exactly how I found you. I think somehow through Facebook and it just popped up that you were, um, well, that you did what you did. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And i booked a call I think I filled out the form because I just knew I needed to do something about it I I wasn't getting anywhere I didn't know what to do so I thought maybe you do (laughs) and you did (laughs) yay thank goodness (laughs) awesome all right well tell me a little bit about what you experienced in this program like what were some of your wins how did the program help you get there yeah it's 
as you know, obviously, it's a very unique program. It's not your typical program that you sign up for, because when you sign up, I think I really didn't know what I was signing up for. I just knew I needed help. I knew I wanted sort of some answers or some guidance. Um, I, I definitely think it's the whole community, that sort of sense of sort of sisterhood in the program that was a huge factor, like, you know, a huge sort of driving force in it that it's not just me and you, there's all these other women in the program as well that are all going through different, but the same things as well. It's all, you know, issues that they're different, but when you look down at the core of it, we all have that similarity and being able to share that, being vulnerable around what starts out as complete strangers. You know, you talk about things that you wouldn't talk to your best friend about, but yet somehow in this program, you voluntarily divulge stuff that you think, oh, why am I even saying this out loud? Because everybody else does too. And it's it's like therapy in itself, just being able to talk about that stuff that you sort of kept locked up in closets for years and years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've gone off tangent. I've forgotten the original question. <laughs> <You're good. laughs> yeah. So what were some of your, your wins and transformations? Like what did you experience going through the program? Definitely the winds was lots geared towards my relationship with my partner. Um, Being able to open the lines of communication on this subject. And, you know, every woman and every man is different, but sex and sort of intimacy and relationships, especially when you've been together for a long time, can be a hard thing to bring up because you don't know how or you feel embarrassed or there's, you know, shame or guilt attached to it. And I think our relationship has definitely gotten, well, better is an understatement sort of much deeper because everything that I've been sort of learning and going through and sort of you know delving into and developing he's been on board with that and I've shared things with him and he's just as sort of willing to develop his side of things as well so it's not just I'm doing something and then applying it to our relationship he's he's voluntarily going through loads of things on his own as well and being able to be vulnerable with each other and and talking about things and being more experimental and open-minded and seeing intimacy in a completely different light than just this thing of having sex it there's so much more to it yeah um go ahead tell me more about that (laughs) (laughs) well I think a huge thing is so one of those aha moments was learning about you know the different sort of sexual blueprints which I'd never knew any I never knew anything about for me I thought sex was a one-size-fits-all kind of thing this is how you do it and if you don't like it you're weird (laughs) because everyone else seems to and sort of learning about my type of sort of sexuality my blueprint and how that changes how I sort of interact in sort of intimate moments and how other people interact and how you can connect with each other was a huge eye-opener because that made everything sort of make sense as to why I've always looked at things a certain way, the way I've been, the way my relationships have been, my current relationship, how it sort of was unfolding. And it just made it really clear why, and that it wasn't anything wrong, that there was a clear reason why and clear steps that I could now take to let that work in my favor instead of against me or make it feel like it was something not right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about your, your foray into energetics. So (laughs) Eve is energetic. uh, 
sexual language, erotic language, and the energetics I often say are the most highly misunderstood language in terms of sexuality, because everything that we see in the media and in pornography is completely the opposite of what would turn on an energetic or how an energetic is turned on sexually. So tell us a little bit about like you, you are way into Reiki and all sorts of other amazing things too. So I'd love to hear about this because you, I think you had an inkling that you were like this before, but you didn't realize that it translated into your sexuality as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, again, I thought it was sort of all different slots. Um, and learning that there was an energetic sort of sexual blueprint. And even though I didn't quite know, you know, when I was sort of looking at uh, learning about it, I didn't quite know what I was. I think that the description of how it can sort of manifest in relationships, a part of me was hoping that I was going to be that because that would make more sense. If, if I came up as something else, I would have been like, oh, crap, like now what? It's not what I thought. So I think when it came out, it was a surprise, but at the same time, if that it makes any sense, at the same time, it was also like a relief of, oh, good, because it made everything up until this point really make sense. And um, my partner as well, we did the, the, the AB touch test, we've done the online tests, and he's come up um, as energetics, as his, as one of his main as well, he's a bit of a mix. And so that completely sort of describes how we interact with each other or why it wasn't a problem, but it was an issue, but no one was saying anything about it and why it sort of fizzled away into being a non-entity, even though, you know, we wanted it, but no one cared enough to sort of make it a thing. And yeah, I've just, it's been interesting because it's sort of a big learning curve of how to, how to be an energetic sort of in the bedroom as well. And like you said, I, I, I'm Reiki practitioner and I have been learning bioenergetic um, sort of healing, lots of stuff, you know, that people say is woo woo, but I, it's always interested me. So it makes sense that, 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 that is my blueprint because that's how I, sort of interact with lots of other things as well and that's sort of where that that interest lies so it's definitely a steep learning curve and I, I'm still learning now mm-hmm. but there's lots of things and techniques that as I learn and as I do I'm like oh I get it or now I know why this didn't work because that's completely the opposite of what I'd ever want or or <laughs> yeah would need <laughs> right yeah sometimes when when you're an energetic and you're growing up and that's you know your core language is confusing, especially if you're a guy, because sometimes it can make them question their sexuality. Like, Oh my God, is there something wrong with me? Because I'm not like most men. I'm not like all about getting pussy all the time. You know, it's not like the, the bro dude thing where, you know, energetic yeah. aren't, uh, they don't, they don't really care about the actual penetration around sex uh, as much or the frequency of sex as much as just the connection the anticipation the buildup the whole it makes our definition of sex seem so tiny (laughs) as a society and when you open up your energetic blueprint because everyone has one you know you, you just get to play in that space if you desire to it makes everything we've learned about sex and our sexuality seem like such a small little drop in the bucket compared to what's actually available. 
So yeah, tell me a little bit about like how this is translated with you and your partner, because I know part of why you came here is because, well, I don't have desire or, you know, we don't have sex as often as I think we should. Yeah. Just whatever you want to say about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that was, that was exactly it. I am, um, we've got a really solid relationship, but when it came to that sex part, the piece, uh, I just, I wasn't interested at all. And then it made me question that, you know, that classic question, oh, well, is he the right person? Are we meant to be together? Are we suited? Because obviously if we were, we would have that chemistry. And it's again, then you brought that idea up, you know, about the chemistry that there's no such thing as having chemistry to pe between people. Um, it can be there if you want it to be there. And it's about finding out how you to communicate, you know, sort of your, your bedroom language or your sex languages and blueprints. Um, and that was, you know, a huge relief because I think possibly lots of women going into this program are probably coming in wondering, oh, is it, am I going to end up leaving this program thinking I'm going to have to leave my husband because I've learned that that's not what I want. So it's really, it's such a relief to have, to know that that's not, it's not a make or break thing. Um, and the desire piece now is just having learned all the different ways that sex can actually take place that it isn't just penis and vagina you know that uh, uh that it's not sort of what you would imagine you know what you think when you think of porn that that's what sex is there are so many other things um which then to me was much more interesting i was more willing to take part i suppose um try and learn and be more interested and it was all about getting for me getting out of my head and more into my body where my head, you know, I just overanalyze things. I'm constantly thinking about things and that I couldn't, I couldn't do the surrender bit that everything was just being overanalyzed and then nothing was ever right or didn't feel good. And I couldn't get where I wanted to because I was just too busy of thinking about things that had nothing to do with the moment. Yeah. So yeah, working with the energies definitely. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, not not a challenge as in like oh it's hard it's just so different to what I ever knew so I think it should be being re-educated uh, about what lots of women are sort of have incorrectly learned or incorrectly been told and it's just ingrained in us that this is how it is or we don't talk about it with parents or you know anyone that knows any better right <laughs> yeah <laughs> and as I shared with you before, like when you're with another energetic and you're in a relationship and, and there's two energetics, right? It's, it can be strange because it's like, well, sex to the two of you doesn't look like what it does to a lot of other couples. So I think there's a lot of comparison that happens, you know, and you didn't know this going into this program, but now it's like, oh, well, our sexual relationship makes more sense now because there's, you know, where, you know, what turns us on and what really does it for us isn't the same as what other couples might experience. So comparing ourselves to other people, you know, there's no, it's comparison is the thief of all joy, right? So it's just, <laughs> yeah. it takes away the joy of your own 
uh, connection. And yeah, sex might not be as frequent between the two of you as it does with other people, but who cares, you know, because that's, there's no right amount of frequency for any couple, you know? And I think that's what a lot of, you know, traditional sex therapists or, um, even just some regular therapy prescribes is like, oh, well, you should have sex two to three times a week. And that's how much you should. Right. Um, but that's really a whole bunch of garbage because that's only catering to what your idea of sex even means. <laughs> yeah. And then that's putting pressure on and even more the idea of, oh, okay, I am doing it wrong or I am, you know, what I'm doing isn't right. Or I am missing something. Yeah. Yeah. Which now having learned everything you've taught us just doesn't make sense. I'm shaking my head thinking, no, that's, that's not right at all. Right. Yeah. And I remember you had that experience of feeling that you could take that pressure off of you. And you remember when you had that, do you want to share something about that of where you're like, oh, no expectations. What happened? <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think what moment that was. <laughs> Remind me. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, you had this experience where you shared uh, in our private group, you're like, yeah, I just took all expectations off the table and, you know, we had a sensual intimate moment. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, God, there's so many moments. And it's, it's hard to pinpoint exactly which one. Yeah. I, that was the first time. Um, so even in the program, my thing that you kept telling me was just just instigate something, try something, stop holding yourself back, like stop worrying about and overanalyzing things. And I kept that was always on my to do list for me. But again, I was putting that pressure on me. And then one day I, I just sort of was that celebration of, oh, I finally did it. I instigated something. Um, and we all we had a. Yeah, our sort of first intimate session, but it didn't and I don't want to say we didn't have sex because it was a different side. We didn't have penetration, I should say. Um, and it was just exploring with loads of different things, like more the sensual side and touching, uh, you know, breathing, being in each other's presence. And normally I would have thought of that as, oh, that's going to be completely unsatisfying for the man because if there's no, well, no, you know, intercourse involved. How much fun is that for them? And then that's when I realized that, you know, uh, my view of what my partner was like was also wrong because what I thought I was expected to give or do, he wasn't wanting that or needing that or expecting that either. So us both coming to that realization and just being able to let go, not having that, not having any expectations of this is what we're going to have at the end. And this is, you know, we're going to have the climax. We're going to do this. There was no expectation. It was just sort of like a kid playing in a, you know, like a sand pit, just, just having fun and just doing whatever they wanted to at that moment. And yeah, that was sort of that first real sort of taste of, of what our sex life could be from now on, that it's not at all, you know, a prescribed fitting in that box of what I thought a sex life had to be. Yeah. Um, and it was just refreshing and relaxing and yeah, just, just nice. I actually enjoyed it as opposed to counting down the minutes of, oh, is it finished yet? And good. Now I won't have to do it for a few weeks because I've done my deed. It was, <laughs> it was enjoyable. And that to me was huge because I hadn't really enjoyed it in so long. <laughs> Poor oh. man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> And what did you discover in the touch test? <laughs> Do you want to share anything about that? Yeah. So um, 
I energetic surprise surprise because I did I know how the one on paper can sometimes have different results than the the touch test but I was energetic um and then my second one was um sensual so those were my two huge ones and then my third um what sexual was my last one not surprised there and my third was was kinky which really surprised me because when I think of that it doesn't match with me at all but then it's that idea as well that there are certain things in that sort of uh, blueprint that you wouldn't have thought of as kinky you know that again it's I think it's heavily based on what we see in movies and porn and stuff we get this this idea of these are the labels and these are the things and it wasn't at all like that but again yeah um energetic and sensual and uh it now sort of makes sense of why I like the things I do and my partner got a really good idea of you know what it is that I do like what um what could turn me on because I think for years he hasn't been able to do that and he's known that which is obviously you know, chipped away at his confidence in the bedroom, even though it had nothing to do with him. He, he now is starting to realize that it's nothing to do with him. It was, it's just about us and how we view our sexuality and yeah, what, yeah, what turns us on. And it's not a person, it's a particular style or, you know, movements and yeah, that sort of intimacy. Yeah. But yeah. It was really good. Oh, <laughs> I love when the, all the tools away this morning all the random things around the house that we went to gather for it and I'm like where does this go where's the tassel and where does the spoon go <laughs> oh I love it yeah it's so beautiful when you know you have sensuals and energetics that finally start to understand how their body operates because it's it's like oh my god my body isn't broken I'm not <laughs> I'm not weird yeah you know, there's nothing wrong with me. Uh, but it's just a different way that our eroticism and our sexuality is expressed than what the societal norms are. So I love that y'all are coming into your own with that. And I think a huge thing that you, you've told us as well is that how it affects other areas. So even though we, you know, I was coming in with help in the sort of my sex life and sort of that sensuality and sexuality department, that it affects everything, you know, the idea of me changing careers. I was stuck there as well because I was stuck in other parts of my life. So I wasn't letting my mind go or my energy flow um, and being able to break through in blocks in this area of life has, you know, is starting to affect all other areas as well. So they're all sort of attached and it's like a snowball effect um, and all the pieces are starting to fit together and it's, it's enjoyable. Um, yeah. That's amazing. And now you're going <laughs> to do a whole Tony Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Oh, it's awesome. Force addict here. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Okay. Well, what scared you the most about doing a program like this? Um, the vulnerability. I, because it was always, well, sex in general was always sort of the, a topic that I wanted to avoid even talking about it. So again, you know, friends, not so much now, but you know, when you're younger and your friends used to talk about sex and things like that, I was never interested. I just didn't really have anything to say because I, again, I didn't share that massive enthusiasm for it. And I think knowing that I'd come into this program and it would all be about sort of sexuality and having to talk about it 
I love helping other people about with their problems and hearing about their problems and having them be vulnerable, but I don't like to be vulnerable. So I don't, I find it, or I found it really uncomfortable to open up and show that vulnerability because, you know, we, we sort of have this idea that we always have to make it look like we've got our shit together, you know, on the outside, we, we know what we're doing and then actually unfolding and showing people that actually I haven't, and I'm really struggling in this. So I can't do this. Um, took a bit of getting used to for me. But I think, yeah, once I broke through, it felt really good. It was, yeah, just really a really good release of, you know, things I'd sort of kept to myself for years and years that suddenly you could talk about it. And someone was like, oh, I feel the same way. Me too. You're like, oh, oh, okay, great. It's not just me, you know, it was, yeah. But it was really scary doing that yeah. and doing it in a group was intimidating, like the idea of it. It wasn't when we did it, but just the idea of, oh, it's not just going to be me and my coach. It's going to be me and a whole bunch of other women. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. I felt, you know, that was another challenge mm. because of the sensitive topic. Yeah. Well, how did you overcome that fear? <laughs> well, I think um, the way the program goes, because when we when I started with a few of the other women, there was already women in the program who were further ahead who were part so when we were doing the sessions and the calls you know they were more I don't want to say more experienced but yeah you know in terms of the program they were further ahead so they would share things because they'd already been there for a month or two and by them opening up made me realize oh okay yeah they've just talked about some really personal intimate things so if they can talk about it then I feel safe to talk about it as well and then the other women as well that started alongside me they you know they would share it every um they would share as well and the more people shared the more I just realized that well if this is not a safe if I can't talk about it here I can't talk about it anywhere and then in the end that what scared me the most about doing it around other people was actually the best part of it all because I think that it made me open up even more hearing other people in their story and being able to resonate with that and sort of empathize and know exactly what they meant because you know, there's similar things to, to your own life. That was sort of that what made the connection and what made it so much better is knowing now that you're doing this with other women that like, um, I've got the two, my two accountability sisters from the program. We will be, you know, friends for life, even though I've never met them in the real world. It's just, you make those bonds and you have that, that friendship based on something really personal that you can talk to them about that you still wouldn't maybe necessarily talk to people that, you know, you know, in your actual, you know, the, the real world around you physically. And yeah, it just, it was having the people around and that seeing them be vulnerable, that made me realize I can do it too. Yeah. Yeah. A long-winded answer. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know you had like the, the guilt, the shame, the shyness and all of that. And oh yeah. <laughs> around buying a glass dildo. Yeah. <laughs> on Amazon on my partner's account <laughs> oh yes <laughs> don't look at your email don't look at the confirmation of what I've ordered oh okay <laughs> why no nothing just don't look at it yes I have the I have you all buy a glass dildo for the de-armoring practices and the program and uh I will never forget <laughs> I think buying it is the de-armoring bit. It's that's the challenging bit. It's like just the shopping online and buying it. You know, I've just bought 
what'd you do on the weekend? Oh, nothing. I just bought a glass of dildo. What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of it though. Just realizing that it's okay. You know, at first I felt like it was wrong or dirty or yeah. And then you just realize actually now it's totally fine. Right. Yes. <laughs> I totally understand that. <laughs> Growing up with so much guilt and shame around sex, going to the sex toy store for the first time ever was, is actually completely liberating for me, but getting myself to do it was like, oh God, right. There's that mm. hesitation and like, oh, am I doing something wrong? Am I being bad? Oh my God. Right. Uh, just from, I mean, that's how much a lot of people are guilted and shamed. Like I think of it now, I'm like, oh my God, that's insane that anyone would ever feel that you know, blocked to going by a sex toy. Right. But back then, before I did this work, it felt like a huge stretch. It felt like, oh my God. Uh, but when you work through that and do these embodiment practices that, you know, and you're, you have this group of women to support you through this and be like, Hey, it's okay. <laughs> we all did it. <laughs> I just remember going to the sex shops when I was younger, like sort of like an old, you know, late teens, early twenties. And you'd go there for a laugh because you'd go and be like, who actually would come in here and shop and buy these things. And you would laugh about it. And now, now that we're older and more mature and we can handle it we now realize, Oh, I, I totally get it. Like I've been missing out for like the last 20 years because I had this view of it that that's not for me, but it is. And I think the people in the shops are great because they're so open and willing to talk about it, which was always the hard bit when you're not ready for it. You're like, Oh, I don't want, I don't want to tell you that. But yeah, now it just, yeah, it's a whole new sort of world that is totally accessible. Yeah. Well, what feels possible in your relationship and sex life now? For me, enjoying it, enjoying the idea of having intimacy, um, which, I, you know, for, for me, for us is huge because, as I said, we've been together for 13 years and, and it's just been this thing that it, you know, especially having kids, we, um, it always is something that puts on the back burner. And for me, it was something that I'd always tried to feel busy about and you know too busy and didn't want to and now it's not something that I need to put off um and as we you know we are still I think because of the energetics we're still learning and still practicing and trying new things we've got lots to sort of discover but just yeah just being able to enjoy it and being way more open with each other willing to talk about things that we don't like that we do like what we're willing to try and and just true connection rather than it being the separate act and then after that it's done and then we go back to our normal day-to-day -day lives it's it's really a way to just strengthen any relationship and, and bring that connection back so you just feel yeah I feel like a true unit rather than just yeah man and woman living together raising kids working and then once in a while we have sex when we have time it's yeah it's a whole new level of connection Oh. changes everything <laughs> yay <laughs> got you out of roommate syndrome <laughs> Beautiful. definitely <laughs> all right well how has your experience of this program impacted other areas of your life I know we kind of touched on that before but well I mean I'm still in terms of career change that was sort of a big thing where I've been stuck at um and I feel like knowing that I'm an energetic that way has also made me realize how I 
look at and deal with things in other areas of life as well. The idea that, um, yeah, things aren't so black and white, that there's sort of more things that I take into consideration and applying that into my life and what actually makes me happy, what actually fulfills me and what I need to have something to really connect to is helping me to find what it is I actually want to do rather than just like in the relationship, just going through the motions of doing what it is I'm doing now because that's what I've always done or that's what's expected of me. It's being willing to to be vulnerable and take risks and explore more in sort of all areas of life as well. Mm. So it sort of opened up that possibility. And yeah, you know, doing another course, knowing that, well, if this has helped me in this area, then I can I can do this in all sorts of areas as well, that it's not just having to be stuck, that it's okay to ask for help um, and to get help whenever, you know, where wherever we feel we need it. Yeah. Yeah. But friendships as well. Yeah relationships and yeah, yeah. <laughs> letting our guard down hell yes you <laughs> every day mm. yeah amazing okay well one more question what would you say to women thinking about joining the program um well uh, absolutely um I totally know what they'd feel like I think any investment in yourself always feels that comes sort of you feel like oh it's too self-indulgent or I feel guilty because I should be spending it on my kids or someone else or I should be doing something else we never take the time or allow ourselves to spend the money on ourselves and I think anybody who's in that position where you know when it comes to their sexuality and sensuality and and they feel stuck that it's a really difficult place to come out of on your own um even though it's such a private and sort of vulnerable area in life for that reason it's it's one that they need help with even more from someone especially someone like you who knows what they're talking about and I would I would say just don't hesitate at all you know you've got absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain because having that even though it's just one part of life it's a huge part that personal intimacy with yourself or someone else it's huge and it affects all areas of your life so if you're letting yourself be stuck there you're letting yourself be stuck in lots of other areas so just bloody go for it (laughs) because if you're here and listening to it then clearly there's a reason why you know you need some help and that help is staring at you in the face or (laughs) in your ears I suppose because it's a podcast Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your amazing story. And I just look forward to hearing more about what shifts and changes in your life and how you learn to relate and and embody your own sexuality with your partner and all of the fun, amazing new territory that you get to explore and discover uh, with this knowledge behind you and this embodiment behind you that you're really embodying your energetic side and you know, some of the things that you shared about reading some of the books and doing some energy work on your partner were just absolutely incredible. And I know that that's only going to serve you in your connection with your husband sexually. And yeah, I'm just excited to see where you go. (laughs) (laughs) Me me too. (laughs) I can't thank you enough, Tilly, for all the help and support that you've um, given me. And I know all the other women in the program as well. So thank you so much because yeah, it's been huge. Oh, you're so welcome. (laughs) Love you so much. Oh, I love you too. Thanks, Tilly. All right. We'll see you.
Bye. All right, Hot Mamas. Hope you enjoyed that amazing story with Eve. Oh, such a beautiful um, realization and awakening in her and her partner. And I hope that for you as well. If you resonate with any of her story, I encourage you to apply for the Centrally Embodied Woman program by March 31st. Uh, you can head to www.tillystorm.com forward slash centrally dash embodied dash woman. Make sure you put in the www's or you can just follow the link in the show notes to apply. Love you all so much and we'll see you next week. Bye. Loved this content? Then be sure to download my private podcast training, Five Days to Epic Sex and Pleasure for High Achieving Moms at www.tillystorm.com forward slash five day training.